Today, I want to um, go to Isaiah 60. So last week when I was praying for our church community, uh, we were having Vision Sunday, and as I was praying um, for our family, I just I felt Isaiah 60 like bubble up and out. <laughs> um, and the Lord was speaking to our community this scripture. And I don't want to... I don't want to be a fast food Christian and I don't want to be a fast food community. When the Lord speaks, I want to mind the riches of what he's saying um, so that we can, we can step into it fully, right? I don't just want to be flicking from one thing to the next until the Lord says it's time to move. So we're going to go to Isaiah 60 and I've entitled this message, Stepping into the Glory. And I feel like this is the first one. <laughs> the first one. So, Isaiah 61 to 2. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Lord is searching for those who will carry his glory, his manifest presence on the earth. And he's actually desiring people who will not only say yes to the call of salvation and relationship with him, but those who will press in to take hold of everything that he's made available, which includes his manifest glory resting upon you. It's crazy. Um, this isn't even in my notes, but the, pr the prayer that Jesus prayed, he's like, Father, the same glory that you've given me, I've given them. The same glory that you've given me, I've given them. It's an invitation from the Lord. And the context for this scripture is that the prophet Isaiah was prophesying to Israel, potentially about their return to their homeland after spending 70 years in Babylon. However, with Bible prophecy... There are often different layers, right, of interpretation. And I truly believe that the greatest fulfillment of this prophecy is for our time. It's for now. And it's for the end times where the glory of Jesus Christ will shine in greater clarity and in power than any time in history. All for his glory and all for the great end time harvest of souls. So there's some invitations in this passage that I'd love us to look at. The first one, the very first word, arise. 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 It's a verb. It requires effort and action from you. Arise, it means 
I looked it up in the Greek and it's got so many amazing words and I'm like, man, there's so many words for this and it's all amazing. But also I'm like, man, it's just so simple. You look in the normal dictionary and it's like to get up or stand up. To get up or stand up. Then it says especially to get up from sleep or after lying down. And and when the Lord spoke to me last week, he started it with, Awake, O you sleeper, arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you, right? And so the Lord is saying, Christian, it's time to get up. It's time to stand. And the, he told me, uh, I felt like he told me, awake, O you sleeper, because he wanted to remind me, there are still people who need to be encouraged because they are asleep or they're sleepy or they're lying down or they're discouraged or they're feeling downtrodden or overwhelmed for whatever reason. But the Lord's invitation to you, even if you're feeling that way, is arise. It, like there's an answer. Even when you feel that way, I'm going to arise. Right? I'm going to arise because the Lord's told me to. And there's power in the action of rising. There's power in standing up. And as you rise, you grow in authority. Right? As you are obedient to rise, the Lord will meet you with his grace and his power to empower you. Right? God will not empower your laziness. God will not empower your apathy or your sleepiness or your disobedience. Ouch. Some people are wondering why they're not seeing the glory of the Lord rest upon them. Right? Let's make sure we're not being lazy, we're not being apathetic, we're not being sleepy, we're not being disobedient. Um, A testimony from about... I was thinking, how long ago was this? It was about 14 years ago. I knew the Lord. I had accepted him as my saviour. I didn't walk in the revelation that I walk in now, but I, I could hear God's voice. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I could hear God's voice. And I had a sequence of events happen in my life where it was like everything went wrong. And I'm not going to go into the gory details because there's no need for that. But it was really sucky. My whole world came crashing down and it was, had nothing to do with my fault. It was, it, was, it was other people's bad decisions affected my life in a very negative way. And I've, I went through a season where my whole, my whole support network had been ripped out from me. And, um, you know, I'm trying to cope with it and deal with it. And then three days later, I, I had a miscarriage of a 13-week-old baby. And I remember going to the ho- I just remember like, oh, my gosh, my whole world's falling apart. And I don't even know what to do. And going to the hospital and going through that, getting home, I remember like weeks of just, it felt like I was spiralling into a depression 
And I remember waking up one morning and I could hear my eldest son, I only had one child at the time, my eldest son was still in a cot but I could hear him stirring and I opened my eyes and I was like, the thought that came through my head was, I just can't do this anymore. I just, I can't, I can't go on, there's nothing, I've got nothing. I know I had a child, but obviously my thinking, I was just so weighed down by the circumstances and by the pain. Um, And I was just like, I can't go on, I can't get up, I can't, I can't do it. And the Lord spoke, (laughs) praise the Lord. And he said, Naomi, are you going to lie in that bed for the rest of your life? Or are you going to get up and fight? And I burst into tears. And I'm like, what? (laughs) This is not my fault. Don't talk to me like that. I'm a victim here. This is not my fault. And he said, he spoke again. He said, Naomi, are you going to lie in that bed for the rest of your life? Or are you going to get up and fight? And his presence filled the room. And I'm bawling. And I was like, I'm going to get up and fight. And with everything that was within me, I rolled over and I put my legs on the floor. And I stood up. Everything inside of me was screaming at me to stay in that bed. But the Lord said, get up, arise, arise, arise. And I feel like if there's anyone in this room, if you're struggling with feeling like I can't go on, if you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with being overwhelmed or bad situations, like the answer is arise. Because when you, when you make a decision to stand and to get up and, and start to walk with the Lord, he will empower you to do what you need to do. And, and you know what? It wasn't easy. I'm not saying I arose and angels came and there was lights and everything went beautifully. Like it was hard. But do you know what? In, the, in walking that out, the Lord taught me how to think. He taught me how to forgive. He taught me, he taught me some things and I started to grow up. He especially taught me how to think, right? And it was so powerful. And it all started because I made a decision to get out of bed, to arise, to stand up, right? so glad. Amen. Me too. He will empower you to walk out the gospel and your life in victory if you'd only arise. He will. And if you're one who is well and truly standing already, then you stand a little taller. And get ready to ascend the hill of the Lord with clean hands and pure hearts. Because he's taking you higher. It 
It takes intentionality to rise. So let's lean into that. The second word in that verse, we've done one word, arise. (laughs) It's not going to be a long one, I promise. (laughs) People are like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Arise, shine, shine. Shine means to be illuminated, to be or become light, to give light. Colossians 1, 26 to 27, it says, I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation, actually. It says, living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his purpose and God wants everyone to know it. The very thing that causes you to shine is Christ in you. It's him. It's all him. And we've been talking about that recently. We've been talking about the power of your union with Christ. And even last week, we talked about the importance of intimacy with God. And as we're intimate with God, what comes out of us? Jesus comes out of us. All of the good stuff that he's put in us, it all bubbles out, right? Rivers of of living water. And it's just so important to know you can't shine without him. You can't shine without him. And some of us live like Nadine giving me $100. Nadine's going to give me $100. Ah, yes. Nadine's given me $100. Hallelujah. I'm going to put it in my pocket. And then I'm going to go about my life. And I'm going to forget that I've got $100 in my pocket to spend, right? And Grace is going to go, Naomi, let's go out and get breakfast and catch up and love each other, which is what she would absolutely do. And I'm, I would say to her, oh, Grace, I'm so sorry, but I just don't have enough money. I'm so sorry. But it's in my pocket. I've just forgotten to get it out and use it, right? And so many of us have received the free gift of salvation. We've put it in our pocket. And we don't actually engage with our salvation. We don't actually drink deeply from the wells of salvation and, and learn to engage with Christ in you. And if we don't actually do that, we'll never shine for him. I was a Christian for so many years and I wasn't shining at all. And it was just because I hadn't engaged with him. I I would hear his voice on occasion, but I didn't live from that place of engaging with him, of letting him determine everything that I do and everything that I say. Shining is a byproduct of being with him. Hallelujah. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Who is the light? John 8, 12. 
Jesus says, I am the light of the world. If anyone follows me, he will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The glory that that's talking about, the Greek word is kabod, and it means the weighty splendor of God. It's a glory that you can feel. I don't know if you've experienced that. Can anyone give me a wave? Has anyone felt the weighty presence of the Lord? All right, so this is available for us as Christians. And let me tell you, when the weighty presence of the Lord comes and rests upon you, I, I am immediately on my knees. And, and he changes you. He changes you. Things that shouldn't be there fall off. Perspectives get clear really quickly. And when you arise out of that place... You carry that presence with you. And then when you're interacting with people, like it can, the glory of God can be felt because you've been with him. And and that's the invitation that we want to step into as the people of God. We want to be carrying the weighty presence of God. If God is not with us in that way, how are we different to anyone else? I want to carry him. Do you? I I want that. For behold, verse 2, darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the peoples. I don't think we need to expand on that. We can see that with our eyes, yeah? Darkness is covering the earth, yes. There's thick darkness, yes. If you have your paper Bible and you have a pencil or you like writing in your Bible... I would love you to circle or put a square or underline the but. There's a but. There's a problem, but there's an answer. The problem is darkness in the earth. The Lord's solution to the problem is but the Lord will arise upon you. And his glory will be seen upon you. It sounds simple, doesn't it? We just as people need to learn how to step into carrying that glory, right? We need to learn how to access it. Imagine, it's a promise. Imagine if every day you woke up and declared this scripture over yourself. Thank you, Lord, that I'm created to be a glory carrier. Thank you that you're in me and you're on me. Thank you that you're shining in me and that your glory will be seen upon me. Thank you that everywhere I go, I carry your glory and I give it to anyone who needs it. Thank you that when I step into the room, the atmosphere shifts because I am carrying the glory of God. Thank you that when I walk into the room, demons tremble and they have to go because I'm carrying the glory of God. 
So how do we activate this? How do we actually like take hold of it, step into it? Firstly, we need to believe. We need to believe. That's why we've just like had a little talk about that scripture. We need to actually agree and believe that this is available for us. You'll never take hold of it if you don't believe that it's for you. Amen? The second one, speak it out. Decree, declare, and pray what God is saying right now. Arise and shine. Your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. That's what I'm saying when I get out of bed. Naomi, arise and shine. Your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The third one, I want to take you to Psalm 5 verse 3. Psalm 5 verse 3. We're going to read from the Passion Translation. And this has become a bit of a life verse for me. And as I've allowed this verse to frame up my everyday, it has resulted in a significant increase of stepping into the glory of God. All right? So we're just going to read it. At each and every sunrise, you will hear my voice as I prepare my sacrifice of prayer to you. Every morning, I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. Each and every morning, each and every morning, you will hear my voice as I prepare my sacrifice of prayer for you. It feels like a sacrifice in the beginning. I don't know about you, I'm not a morning person, I'm not a morning girl. So it was a big sacrifice when the Lord's like, uh-uh, get up early. And then when he's like, uh-uh, get up earlier. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, ah. <clears throat> it feels like a sacrifice. But man, now, I can't live without those mornings. I can't do it without those mornings with him. It's my absolute joy and privilege to meet with him. I make my little cup of tea and I go into my room and I close the door and I'm like, I'm here. My heart actually jumps with excitement because I know he'll meet me there. I know he'll be there. I know he's going to speak. I know that he's got what I need for today. I know he's got my daily bread. I know he's got wisdom. I know he's got love. I know he's got peace. I know he's got joy. I know he's got the answers to all my questions. So my heart jumps, skips a beat. And it's still a sacrifice. I sacrifice sleep. I'm a person that could use 10 hours I would happily have 10 hours sleep a night, but I don't because I want to be with him. So I sacrifice sleep. I sacrifice staying up late. I sacrifice saying yes to starting my day any other way. I sacrifice looking at my phone as soon as I wake up. Just simple things. Each and every sunrise you'll hear my voice as I 
prepare my sacrifice of prayer to you. Prayer is a huge key in stepping into the glory and I reckon we'll be into that next week. We're not going to talk about that this week because it's too big. It might take more than one. Um, So we're just going to be like prayer. It's a key. Write that down. Surrender is a huge key to stepping into the glory and I talk about that a lot but just a little reminder, there is power when you lay down your stuff. When you truly make Jesus Lord and King of every part of your life. Is he Lord of your emotions? Is he Lord of your health? Is he Lord of your finances? Is he Lord of your relationships? Is he Lord of your family and parenting? Is he Lord of your work? Is he Lord of your mind and the way you think? Is he Lord over every activity that you do? Is he Lord of your time? Every morning, laying out the pieces of your life, what do you want, Lord? On the altar. But the thing I want to rest on and highlight from this scripture is the waiting. It's the waiting. So it says, every morning I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. It's waiting that I feel like the Lord is drawing us as the people, as his people into learning how to wait on him. I've had a big full week and yesterday afternoon I went outside to our patio. Hadn't been out there for like a long time. Been busy. <laughs> went outside to our patio and I was um, chatting, chatting with Mark, my hubby. He was cooking the barbecue for dinner and he went in to do something and I just went over to our hammock chair that we've got there and I sat in the hammock and as soon as I sat, presence of the Lord just went, Um, and I was like, ah, and I felt the Lord say, I've missed you sitting here waiting for me because that's a space where I would just go and just sit and wait on the Lord and it doesn't mean I don't wait on the Lord in like every morning when I'm praying and and, um, hearing him and journaling and that sort of thing. I'm waiting on him. But I I feel like it's a different waiting when I sit in that chair because I don't normally have an agenda. I don't normally have a routine. It's just, oh, I'm going to sit here and be with you. And I can see the sky and hear the birds chirping. And I just wait on the Lord. Um. And I, I've been feeling like the tug and the pull to do that more. I, we were talking about it at Leaders even this Tuesday about how the Lord's just inviting us to learn to wait. And living in this society, we're not very good at that. We're conditioned to, to just getting everything instantly. Fast food, 
um, quick entertainment, going from one thing to the next. And I feel like we're losing the ability to just wait on God. But when we wait, oh my goodness, there's glory on the other side of the waiting. There's glory on the other side. And this morning, I got up as usual and I made my tea and I was heading to my, I've got two spots. I've got my lounge room spot, depending if I've beaten the rest of the family up. I have a lounge room spot and I have a bedroom spot. Husband was still home. He hadn't gone to work today. So I was like, has to be the lounge room spot. And so I made my tea and I got to the edge of the bench and I'm about to go to the lounge room spot. And I just heard the Holy Spirit whisper, Hamik, Hamik. And I was like, oh, of course. So I went outside and it's, it's still quite dark and there's just like the early, the early morning just starting to break through. And I, you know, I usually have a routine. I usually like read the Bible and pray and journal and whatever, but I put all of that aside and I just sat with my tea and I waited on the Lord and it was just so wonderful to just sit there in his presence as the day started. I had to be intentional to quieten my heart, to quieten my thoughts, to to just put off all the distractions that would try to come in. Any, Any doers in the room, you try and get still and all of a sudden your to-do list just keeps popping into your head and you're like oh my gosh i need to i need to contact that person i need I, that happens to me it takes discipline to to be like actually no i'm going to put that off if you find that really hard grab a pad of paper and just write a little note so it's out and then just put it to the side and do that as long as you need until it's all out of your head And then you can be like, yes, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, right? So we need to get good at doing this because the Lord wants people that that are ready to just receive what he's giving. And I don't know what he wants to give you, but I know that corporately he wants to have us increase in carrying his glory and his weighty presence, right? And... Anyway, so I've, I've, I've gone through the process of just slowing my body down and just waiting for him. And I even had to, because I'm a bit of a fidgeter too, so I'll like be rocking or I'll be swaying, you know. Sorry if that bothers you when, when I'm sitting there, if I'm like. But I'm like, sometimes I'm just like, ah, oh, just need to be doing something. <coughs> but I had, so I'd like, my body is still, my heart is still, my mind is still. I'm still and I'm waiting before the Lord. And then his presence came. And I saw a, saw a vision. And I hope this helps someone. I hope this blesses someone. Um, I felt to share it with you. He showed me a picture of a house. And I was in the house and it was very very small. It was like an extremely small house. And it was, I felt cramped. It was like, the roof was like here. 
and I, it, it, everything felt close and I felt claustrophobic. I felt like I couldn't move. Um, the, the furniture, it was cluttered. There was furniture really close and it was just, I was like, oh, this doesn't feel very comfortable. And I just kept waiting. So I'm, I'm seeing this and I'm feeling like, you know, just awful feelings of being claustrophobic and anyway... So I'm, I'm continued to wait, and as I continued to wait, the the house started to get bigger. It's like the house started to grow, and and I started to. I was like, oh, that feels better. And the house kept growing and growing and growing, and then it was a normal size house. But then it just kept growing and growing and growing. The longer I waited, the bigger it got. It just kept getting bigger. And by the end of it, I was standing in the middle of this ginormous house and everything was in order. It was perfect, right? And I felt the Holy Spirit say, margin comes in the stillness. Margin comes in the stillness. So today, the Holy Spirit reminded me that when I'm still, not only do I encounter his glory, I'm also going to encounter margin from the Lord because he's going to give me what I need in that space for my whole day. He's going to show me things. There are times in that, in that quiet place where he's told me to read a book or he's told me to listen to something or he's co- told me to make a phone call or he's quickened scripture to my heart. And guess what I'm using that day? Exactly what he's told me, right? He will train me and equip me in the stillness if I would just be still long enough to receive from him, right? He has wisdom for your family. He has wisdom for the trouble that you're going through. He has wisdom for whatever you're going through. We just don't sit still long enough to receive it. Can I get an amen? (laughs) So the thing that I would love to activate you in this week is just the discipline of being still before the Lord. It's a discipline, but he will meet you. He will. If you seek him, you will find him when you seek him with all your heart. Amen. Amen. Every time you encounter him, you'll be stepping into the glory. So let's be people that intentionally position ourselves for that space. Hallelujah.